Welcome back to the RMP. I am Zach, your host of this motherfucking podcast. If you want to hit me up, you can always email me at Zachary at the rebelminded.com. Zachary at the rebelminded.com. Or check out my newsletter on Substack at the Rebel Nine at oh my god, the rebelminded.substack.com. What is going on? I've been talking on this mic for how long? And I dude, I need speech classes. Uh, and and we're to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. And I want to know, how do we live life as our true selves, the self that will look into us at the end and ask, did we do it all? The scariest thing in my whole life is to look in a mirror and see myself as not 35 anymore and see myself at 90 and ask myself, did you use this time? Did you did you did you say the things? Did you did you did you act the act the actions? Did you do all this stuff, right? And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if I've been tiptoeing around the edges of my purpose here. And you guys know what I do day to day. You guys know I have this this regular nine to five job to me it's something that's not really you know what i figured out is if you're going through something don't expect a lot of people to understand and if you're doing if you're doing something normal and it doesn't feel right to you if it doesn't feel good to you if you feel like you've suffered through it if you feel that you have a loathing for it if you feel like it's sucking the life out of you don't expect people to do much more than try to get you to be okay with it, to respect it, to not be angry at it. Because most people think that even if they support you, that there's a civil way of getting through something. And, and honestly, honestly to me, there is a truth in being volatile, in being emotionally upset, angry at things. Like you can be angry at the world even though it's not gonna do you any good. So, you know, don't go that route. But you know that that those fiery feelings aren't bad, right? Only as a child, you've probably been shamed away from them or you saw them in a parent and you purposely shoved them down you you self-suppress quote-unquote bad emotions but what if those emotions could do something for you and that's what I mean about tiptoeing with my own content around the edges of things that I truly believe you know it's it's as if I'm trying to speak up and I won't hit I won't just hit it on the button you know, so I know what I'm what I'm finding out is I'm becoming more stoic in my idea of what I'm psychologically doing to myself. I'm starting to understand my habits in a way that are just actions that I I do and do not take. Uh, my my inability to to move on certain things is just a logical nonsense of of 
I don't know, lack of fortitude and lack of power and lack of and lack of di- discipline. I'm starting to separate my emotions from so many things that are going on because the emotional part of it has become so exhausted. And the only thing that's left is the psychological habit. And it's starting to make sense that things don't make sense, that what I do doesn't make sense, that what I'm reaching for deserves more attention, needs more attention. And maybe it's maybe it's just a chapter that uh, that I have yet to understand you know that's that's the whole idea through life is to be in this next zone of discomfort and the unknown and doubt and insecurity because that is growth to be outside of the womb is growth to to be outside of eden is growth and it's not easy to be lost. It's not easy to be doubtful and unsure and secure and still act. And I think that's what most of us do. And I feel like it's somehow my job to get people to see that for for leadership's sake, which jumps right into what are we going to talk about today. So this one's mostly scripted. So let me know. I'm trying to figure out which type of content works the best because I write better than I speak, I think. And I think in that manner, it it's not that it would be inauthentic. It would just be more fluent. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what works best for this podcast. By the way, I'm supposed to have a guest in the next week or two. So be looking out for that. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the food industry. We're going to talk about uh, marketing and sales and things that are convincing people of of food and diets dietary things that that actually are not good for the body even though it sounds like it is so we'll get to that guest i'll let you guys know when she's coming she already gave that part away it's just she she's she's super bubbly super fantastic can't wait to talk to her but uh without any further ado let's get to this episode this is episode one three zero. How can anyone lead without first leading themselves? Do evil and malcontent give access to tyrannical leadership? Is a dark path somehow easier to follow? Is that even leadership? Does vision, desperate and immature vision, create such a path that goes nowhere, that circles upon itself with bad habits and inconsistency? Does leading oneself only exist when you can break off of the habitual circle that you've created? Is that the only way to see and feel growth is when we break our habits? What are we blinded by that keeps us rutted in the same area? Is it truly a lack of courage or is it a lack of vision? Somehow it seems that belief takes a part to play. Not necessarily a lack of belief in one's ability, but a fake belief that keeps you too calm, too compliant, too patient, and too passive. A belief that seems to be incapable of feeling the necessary discomfort and new territory for growth. It's as if you're convinced that growth and attainment will come just because time passes, without the discomfort, without the pain, without the stepping up, but very little more 
than realizing the fact that time can legitimately give you nothing more than the days themselves is a daunting fact. So can we change the belief that time will give us everything, that consistent work can't be minimal work, that vision and attainment may only be possible by trying to trick time by taking more from it than it expects you to? Okay, so we all know the potential of what we as the majority of humans consider evil. I just actually created a post today about the necessity of evil, not because it's something we need to allow, but because it gives something to become strong against. It gives us the clear sense of what good actually is. I think it's the power of dark things, thoughts built by isolation and unloved experiences and indifference that give way to being manipulated, convinced by dark things, evil intents, that... To, to cause a human to use resentment, bias, and superiority in ways that bend others to the will of a tyrannical leader. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for you and me? How can we lead anyone? What does it mean to lead? What makes us capable of that leadership? I don't think leadership means anything more than using power to rally together people for a cause. To lead doesn't necessarily mean good either. Hitler led, Genghis Khan led, but so did Gandhi, so did Jesus, and so does the devil and his army, if such a thing exists. Many have led, but what caused them to do so? What gave them the right, or the confidence, or the purpose? And this is the beautiful thing about history. What I've found about building a little baby empire of my own is that an idea isn't quite enough. When we lead, It has to have foundation. It has to have emotion. It has to have a reason for people to believe in it. And I think what people believe in is dependent on suffering. Whether a righteous or tyrannical leader, leaders seem to be able to get a crowd, an army, or a people that what they are doing will lead them out of suffering to the end of a social pain, to a new life, or one without struggle, or one with superior power. Leadership is such a highly moral word. Everyone puts a, a positive connotation on, on it just because it's, it's, that's what we've always done. That's what we've, what we've seen as leadership. And such a word that seems to be not so exclusive from high status. So does that somehow mean we are afraid of leadership because we fear our own righteousness? Do we truly fear not having the skills or do we actually fear more that we would lead people down a path that seems not pure, something that we don't understand ourselves. What I have seen is leadership in spaces where it actually seems pretty unexpected. I mean, is a supervisor who stands his ground to management on employee rights not a leader? Is an electrician who lifts the spirits of his fellow employees and makes them smile to endure a rough day not a leader? Is a mom who gives everything to her family not a leader? Is a coffee shop owner who teaches compassionate service to her employees to her employees not a leader? Is a single mom playing both roles not a leader? Is a wealthy man or woman who actually teaches power and money skills to all of his or her friends not a leader? Is someone who puts all of their discomfort out on the table just to show a group of AA members or a group of timid men afraid of women not a leader? Isn't leadership more than a status? Isn't it more than the presidential state, more than an emperor, more than an athlete, more than a model, more than an influencer, more than an activist, more than a religious or spiritual guru? 
Isn't leadership at its core just an understanding of a human condition or insecurity and the courageous willingness to say and do things where others would crumble, where others have doubt, where others pause and and can't seem to move? So to the original question, we do have to lead ourselves, I think. Without leading ourselves first, we're just puppeting what sounds like leadership, which for the most part is probably just for recognition. But if you are afraid of your own pain and your own challenges, then that would mean that you don't even recognize yourself, right? Leadership is a feeling, I think. It's a deep knowing, not more than everyone else, but a knowing of what hurts and what it takes to face any good thing. And I think a small part of leadership is wisdom, regardless of how it's portrayed. But Leaders can't exist as superiors, not for long periods of time. Leaders are, are, are only the peer of his followers that has just enough courage and humility to face fucking up. To face fucking up for the things he or she knows is right or suppressed in a period of time. I think if we're honest, we can look around and see what real leaders are actually like. And I think if we truly look at what it takes to be a leader, we can even more clearly recognize not only who to follow, but how to lead ourselves and how to lead other people. I think when we're capable of seeing what it takes to lead and how little it takes to lead, when how you know when it, that it's just courage and it's just authenticity and it's just this ability to to, to face what may not be, I guess, may not be easy. And how do we know if we're doing it right? How do we know if it's void of evil or malcontent? Can we even? Maybe it depends on our hearts. Maybe it depends on what leadership brings to us. Is it joy, camaraderie, movement, inclusion? Or is it greed, elitism, separation? Can we even know? I think all individual humans want to lead in some sort of capacity, uh, can, and I think most people can, can dream of leading, even if that means being a leader of something void of major, of major social influence. It doesn't have to be that minimal. It doesn't have to be just within this, this small area or this small, tiny conduit of what leadership is, is understood as, something like the leader of a Pokemon fan group or a leader of a river cleanup group. Question is, does it create joy? Does it make people better? Does it make you better? Does it bring them together? Does it ignite your soul? Does it give you reason for discipline and action and purpose? Isn't a comedian a leader? Isn't a first grade teacher a leader? Isn't an office manager a leader? Isn't anyone committed to people and community and social teamwork a leader? Maybe we're only bad leaders because we do it for the wrong reasons. Maybe it's because we don't believe it's cause. Maybe because we only want to be seen as powerful and attractive. Maybe it's only because we think it will make us less insecure. And maybe that's why it doesn't work. Maybe that's why it can go south, become dark, become toxic. Maybe that's why we can't grow, because we see it only as a job or as a hindrance. We're too complacent to see that it's for others and not for us. Maybe we can't see its power of change, only the status it could give us. Maybe leadership is hard and less common because we're too close to it. Because we see it as a role and not an opportunity. Not as a form of healing, a form of change and social change. 
a chance at finding more of ourselves, our personal selves, our individual selves, a chance at seeing who we are and all its complexities, not just trying to fill the role of what we think others want us to be, even as leaders. I spent all this time looking to be a leader, you know, with the podcast and the content all over the place, the, the blogs, the articles, the, the, uh, all the audio, and I don't feel like one. I feel, I feel more real when I don't try to be one, actually. When I look to my tasks and find the flaws and not the perfections. When I try so hard to make sense of what I'm doing or try to make sense of how to be successful, it's like the world clouds it up. I only feel real when I look for more questions, when I include rather than exile. I think it shows that whatever leadership is supposed to be, it's something that comes from the heart of vulnerability and the soul of purpose and not so much the mind's expectation of wisdom and power. And you know what? I think you're a leader, whoever you are. Is there a world where you couldn't be? With things that you love, skills that you have, obsessions that you chase? You're a leader to someone already. Someone out there watches you and listens whether you realize it or not. So do you even have a choice as a leader? If you're going to be one, then what matters? Where's the injustice? What do you have a voice for? And who needs you? Do you need you? And when are you going to admit it? This is your host, Zachary. Out. Hey guys, I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.